Hello, welcome to episode 22 of Stick to Sports. This is the first debate post-analysis spectacular because <laughs> we haven't gotten enough of that elsewhere. No, right? not, not at uh, all. I'm Sean Dettelli from Sporting News. Ryan Lambert from Yahoo Sports, and I'm voting for Trump now. Yeah, he changed my mind. <laughs> that, well, so that's the thing, right? Like, immediately... There were like I was listening to or watching something where they were like you know seventy five percent of Americans say they're going to watch this, but only twenty percent say that it would change their minds. I, it's staggering to me that it's even that high. Yes, like like how do you how do you look at these two people and say like well I like them both kind of I like or dislike them both equally and I'm need to I need more time to hash this out. That's that's insane. That's yeah, insane. Well, CNN, after the fact, had, like, 20 undecideds, like, in a room, and they were just like, what are your reactions to this? I don't even, like, I don't even want to hear from those people. No. I really don't. Like, I have, I mean, like, I know, I know they exist, and they exist in a far too, uh, it's a far too relevant percentage, but, like, I, it, you're, you're dumb if you don't know it, yet. And I don't even know that it's necessarily dumb. It's like you're so not informed. Is is more what I would say. You know what I mean? Like, I think I think that I think we're at the point now where that's cross, crossing over the threshold into just willful ignorance. I, I re- well b- because here's the thing, right? Like I understand where some Trump voters are coming from with not trusting Hillary Clinton. Because, you know, we, we've been basically, like, the media has basically turned people, pre- turned people against her for 25, 30 years of, like, right. and then, we kids, and then, and then heard, some of the people that the media didn't turn against her turned against her on their own because of less superficial problems. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know... The thing I the thing I always say about Hillary is that there are a lot of very valid criticisms you can levy against her that you don't like need to make up things, you know. Right. That's but that's the irony around the whole around most of it is that like the criticisms that you hear are not in step with the criticisms certainly that I would have of her. Right. So and, it's just like it's this, it's this weird bizarre world where where I'm like I can see why people maybe wouldn't wouldn't like elements of her as a candidate but they're absolutely not the ones that <laughs> that you know the wor- that the a larger portion of the of the voting populace right has a problem with either yeah so like i i was talking to someone today actually and i didn't really know what their political leaning was and they were like did you watch the debate last night i said of course uh you know like again it's not going to change my mind but like the theater of it not mainly i just wanted to see if trump would flat out like get mad enough to call her a bitch on national tv and he got got close um but you know and he was like yeah i just don't know who to vote for because they're both bad and i go well you vote for the person who's not a lunatic and he said, yeah, that like, he's like, yes, but I don't want to vote for Hillary. Like, I don't want to have to vote for Hillary. And I said, the good news is you live in Massachusetts and you could vote for anyone from Cookie Monster to Adolf Hitler and it wouldn't matter. Right. Yeah, you can write in Bart Simpson. Like, right. it doesn't, doesn't matter. But, yeah. 
and I live there. <laughs> I be... live in Pennsylvania. Right. And so like you have to swallow the pill and just No, but it's it's honestly not even that. I'm I'm far past swallowing the pill. I'm um fine doing it. Like it's it's not I, I and part of it, of course, part of it is that is just overall uh terror at at the prospect of right. of Donald Trump being the president of the United States. But no, I, I'm I'm comfortable with her as a candidate and you know Honestly, I can't I can't in good conscience do it. I really can't. I I I mean again, we're coming at it from fundamentally different angles. We're not quite the same politically. Right. And you are voting in Massachusetts. If I if I did not vote for Hillary Clinton and she lost Pennsylvania by one and, vote, right. And through some horrendous uh you know, just the the way the the way the chips fell, she lost the electoral college. I would not be able to live with myself. Sure, no, I get, and like that, and that's what I, I I tell people is like if I lived in Ohio or Florida, I would I would bite the bullet on it. Yeah, you and you would you would have to. And yeah, you'd you, absolutely have you, to. Like, and if you and if you would not, you would be in dereliction of your duty to the United States at this point. Correct. Absolutely. It, it is – it's a moral imperative to not vote for Donald Trump. Yeah, and, and so I do have the luxury living in Taxachusetts uh, to, yeah. be, to be able to protest not vote. Like I'm not going to vote for Jill Stein. I'm not a maniac. But uh, yeah, I, I just can't in good conscience like fill in the little circle. I, you know, I, I understand that. I, I – and it's you know it's got nothing I respect to do with it. I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> we've talked about this. I don't. I don't agree with you doing that generally. But I don't agree with people doing that generally. But yeah, especially this election. It's like I. I could. Oh God! It's. It's. I'm so afraid that's that that people who are in contested states are going to feel that way too, and that and that something terrifying and awful and ruinous is going to happen. Yes, I mean. It's, because we're past the point, like we're past the point of of like this is not this is not Clinton Romney. This is Clinton versus like the possible destruction of the country, and by extension, the world. Yeah, um, like right. because that's the thing is all these people in Canada and England who are like, oh boy, oh boy, this is this is quite the sideshow you guys have for yourselves. It's like, yeah, if you don't think this affects you, like you know, you could have nukes dropped on you if. You know, somebody like says Trump stepped in it in Canada. Like it seems like a lot of like a lot of the Canadian people who I saw like do understand that. Like they do realize that you know their fate is tied to ours in in many in many different ways. But yeah, it's this should terrify everybody. And I certainly like I like last night I, I played softball and then I went I went eight in. While I was eating, like the debate was getting ready to come on, and I was like, you know what? I'm just not. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to hang out. I'm going to hang out at the Tipsy Cow on Ellsworth Avenue and eat wings and shoot darts for a little bit and just deal with this later because it is a constant source of anxiety for me. Yeah, and I, I really, I really get where you're coming from as well. And just, and like I said, like these people who are who are going to vote for Donald Trump, like. I get the he's he's the agent of chaos for a lot of these people, you know. 
Um, and and even in I even, get that I get that there's anger, right? And that and and you're voting against status quo and whatever. But I, this is not well, this is not funny, right? Like capitalism, <laughs> late capitalism has abandoned middle America and just I, left these yes, people to die. I know. And it so, would be great if it would be great if we could have a substantive national election, like electoral discussion about that. It really would be, but yes. we can't. We can't because this guy is a goddamn lunatic. Well, I mean, the real reason we can't is that Bernie Sanders didn't win the Democratic primary. Because if we, if we, if it was Bernie Sanders against Donald Trump, we are so far past that point right now. Like it's, it, it's no, this of course. Is, but what I'm what I'm saying to you is that we're getting closer to being able to have that conversation. The question is whether there'll there will be a country in four years where we can actually have it. And I can and I can get and I get that draw of voting for of voting for Trump um as the agent of chaos and because you say like, all right, vote for him now, maybe that maybe that's the the explosion that the system needs to you know for to lead to more substantive, you know candidates in in a different overall system but what he brings aside from that is just again he is literally a white supremacist and you know really runs the risk of destroying the country so it's not just about the electoral system it's like it's it's about a lot more than that and i would love 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 for, for to for there to be a way to to set up things in four years or eight years to be better and more substantive without putting uh, the well-being of literally the planet at risk. Right. And the good news for you is that, like, even right, like, alt-right white supremacist message boards and, like, people on Twitter and stuff spent all day, or all night last night going, ooh, he got his ass kicked tonight. And it's like, right, yeah, that, I mean, I that's, the, that's what he was of, always going to do, though. Like, he, this is what Hillary Clinton does, is she has, you know, debate kind of, like, approach to talking about politics forever. Like, that's that's how she has always kind of handled herself. <laughs> and, you know, let, let's say, even if you just want to say Hillary Clinton's run for president, uh this is her second trip around, you know, like, so she's been through all these debates. Like she debated Obama in in 08 and she, and she went up against Bernie Sanders who kind of pushed her to adopt a more, uh, what's the word? Like inclusive tone for Mm -hmm. more left leaning people. Not that she would, is a left leaning candidate, but like, she she took like three planks of Bernie Sanders' platform and right. said, okay, here we go. Um and so like yeah, Trump was always gonna get humiliated in, in any debate. So But uh, sure, but but the fear continues to be that it just doesn't that it's just not gonna matter enough. Like like he can get his ass kicked and it and uh, I mean like I and look, there's there's polls out there that are you know, uh, the uh, it uh, obviously the 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 national poll is is it looks dire, but you know there there's still there's still very, there's still plenty of reason to think that she's far enough ahead in in 
uh, battleground states that, you know, this isn't going to matter all that much. But, like, there's uh, – that's still – that's not helping. That's not helping me sleep at night, man. Yeah. And I don't know. I just think that at the it's end – It's just amazing. Like, I, I – you know what's – to, to shift it for a second, it, it, it's amazing to me still after – a year of doing this or however long of however long it's a year and a half almost of doing this. It is amazing to me the frequency and the degree and the fervency with which he tells lies. It is truly, truly remarkable. Yeah. Well, and it almost seems like it almost seems like it's getting worse. It seems like he's lying more. I, I, and would, I didn't think that, that was possible. I think he's probably lying about the same amount, which is to say, like, pretty much all the time. Um, oh. But w- what, I, what I love about that is that now we have to have this, this like, national debate about, like, hey, is it right for, for people to fact-check Trump? Like, oh, he's, what, a, like, what a total, what, what a total, what a total joke about? that is. That's, that's, like, alternate universe, like, like what, what planet am I living on? For Where, me, it's like as if it, that movie as it, Idiocracy as became yeah. a documentary, right? Ugh, good Get one, it? man. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fresh reference. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's it, it really is though. It's crazy, like like where people are acting as if it's somehow improper for a debate moderator to moderate a debate, right? And just and, and just and just allow candidates to lie with impunity, like like that's something that they should do. That is literally the only job. Like like if you boil journalism journalist job down to its essence. It is literally the opposite of that. Fact checker. Like if you if you had to say what is a one word description of what journalism is, you say yeah. fact checker. Yeah, you say your your job your job is to tell the truth and 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 make sure that people in positions of power don't lie and don't get away with it. And and we're and we're sitting here, actually possibly trying to give credence to the idea. That somebody would willfully let a candidate for the president of the United States just willfully lie mm-hmm. in front of 80 million people. Yes. It's it's staggering. The the good news is that I think the the issue with the with the polling numbers is that like, you know, for a while there, like right after the Democratic uh, convention. Hillary had like, I don't remember what it was, but it was like a nine or a ten point lead. Like she was destroying him in the national yeah, it poll. High, it was high digits at the time. Okay, so she was kicking the shit out of him, and that kind of leads to a lot of complacency where people are just like, "Moo, well, I guess I don't have to vote for Hillary." Good, I don't want to. Like here, literally, we have been doing this podcast long enough now, where. At some point, I don't know what episode it was on, but you were like, "Yeah, she, oh, she's going to kick the shit out of him," and I was like, I "No, I still think she's going to." I'm terrified. I real, I really do. I think that when polls start coming out saying like this is a dead heat, a bunch of people are going to be like, "Well, I better get off my ass then." Like, so this is a weird thing that's been happening to me. But this girl I used to date like five years ago just started like randomly this week emailing me, like as part of a larger group of like six or seven other people. Just like, hey, you should volunteer for Hillary. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that, like, I'm, I'm not going to volunteer for Hillary for obvious reasons. Um, but I do think that 
like this has kind of scared people who were gonna who were gonna vote for her to be so. like a little more active so. about it. No, I, and I, like I said before, I, I get I get the draw of, of like wanting to blow things up, but the the potential danger is just way 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 too high. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and oh man, I back to the lying thing. Yes. I like. He said he wasn't sniffling. Like what? Like where? Where? We're through this. Oh, I didn't see that one. He said that. Yeah. Like like we're through this rabbit hole now, where like he is pretending that things that he does in front of a Super Bowl caliber audience, yes, didn't happen. Like like it's really really remarkable. So I, you know that that was part of part of my mindset when i was when i got back you know after uh, after I hung out and you know dicked around at the bar until it was over and then went home and of course naturally consumed like every bit of post debate analysis that i could yeah. read um i mean there really wasn't much to analyze to be perfectly honest not like right. i mean uh, other than other than you know him <laughs> willfully again Apropos of nothing, almost bring up bring up Rosie O'Donnell. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it's really it's really depressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We're six I, weeks away. Th- that's that's the good news is that you know for for me at least when when you know once hockey season actually starts the the cal- like the pages just start flying off the calendar. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're lucky. (laughs) I don't, I don't feel that way, but it is. Yeah. Hockey seasons, hockey seasons here. It's better. It's better than nothing. Yeah. Just something to, to occupy one's nights, uh, instead of watching like, ah, yes. Soma. (laughs) There's also that there's also, you could take sleeping pills. Bread and Circus. I I was talking about Brave New World there. Who? Brave New World. Never heard of it. Just kidding. Okay. I have. It wasn't great. Was that a book you liked? Have. I think Aldous Huxley. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I think you just I think you just googled it. It's not a well-known book. <laughs> that was one of those ones I read in high school that everybody was. We like, talked. Oh, it's, oh, it's, I don't know. We talked about this already. We did it. We had a very long conversation. Specifically, about books. Brave New World. You did not like Brave New World. Great. I like 1984. Does that count? Great. Sure. Okay. Um, yeah, so hockey season is, what, like a week away? I think the NHL starts, like, next yeah, Wednesday. Crazy. It's uh, crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, we're, this is day five of training camp, I believe, in, in, some, in some spots. Yeah, so... Why do you think all these NHL teams have like really good young players that they haven't re-signed? I don't have a good answer. I wish I had a good answer for that. I, I think it just continues to be uh, just the concept of bridge deals and trying to force players to accept them. Yeah. And, and just not just a steadfast sort of refusal to give 23-year-old guys six years and, you know whatever, $7 million a year or whatever it is. There's, there's a philosophical uh, 
block on GMs doing that. They don't want to, and I think that's part of it. But I, I don't know. I, I don't think that really explains all of it either. Yeah, because so you you look at say Johnny Gaudreau, right? Calgary has I, I don't you know actually let me pull up their general manager page. Uh, they have eight and a half million dollars, almost eight point six million uh, freed up. Johnny Gaudreau is apparently asking for eight million dollars. Yeah, I don't see the problem right. here. You know, oh, and I think I you know <clears throat> it's also. Um, it's a GM's job to <laughs> squeeze these guys. It is. Sure. It's that that's the way that it goes. So, you know, we're still a few days out and you'd be surprised if something didn't happen, you know, at some point relatively soon. Yeah, so well, they're just they're trying to squeeze every last second out of it, possibly against better judgment and against, you know, with possibly uh negative effects on their relationship with a player. That we've seen that happen before. So yeah, I, I don't know though. It's it's easy for us to say, like, hey, give Johnny Gaudreau $8 million a year. He's great. but we're Right, because not then just... they have Sam Bennett coming up next year. Right. And... Yeah, and, maybe, and, and, they're, and they're at the point now where, as we've seen with so many teams, where a million dollars a year or $750,000 a year, that could be relevant. So if you can squeeze him for, for that much uh, – for that much money, maybe you do it. I I, th- I think there's something to be said for it. But it is. It's very strange that, you know, Goudreau and Jacob Truba and Havis Lindholm and, you know, there's others too that are elite young players that are still not under contract. It's, it's bizarre. Well, well, when it comes to, like, Truba and and even the two guys in Anaheim, both uh, Lindholm and Rickard Raquel, like, those are just teams that don't like. They have all the cap room in the world, but that's not the issue. They're just, they, not, they're right. just, they just want to save money, right? And you know, with Truba, he it's weird because he he requested a trade um, because they they want him to play his offside, uh, and you know because they just think they have three better right shot defensemen than him. They're wrong, but that's what they think. I mean, maybe they should try playing with someone other than Mark Stewart. Yeah. Before consistently, but before pulling the the shoot on something like that. Yeah, I, it's just you know you you look at how kind of the like if you it, the the PK Subban holdout or whatever you want to call it because he wasn't technically under contract, so it's not technically a holdout. Um, but like you look at how that affected his relationships in Montreal and like you can argue that's eventually what got him kind of uh oh, yeah, kind yeah. of traded. Like he he never came back all the way in favor, even though he immediately won a Norris, which is they were like, Yeah, we don't have time for this. Right. And that's sort of and what's funny is like that's not really on the table with these guys, for as good as they are. I mean for as good as Jacob Truba is, and as good as Hamilton yeah, is, he's never going to win the. No, certainly not. And and ergo, he's never going to be quite at that level in terms of uh, salary that that Subban was either. So so the gulf is n- is not going to be that that large. Yeah, I, I mean the the thing with Lindholm is he is a nine million dollar defenseman like right now. If we're if we're gonna say like that's what a, a high level defenseman is, that's what he's worth. 
Um, I, I mean, if, if you look at it in terms of percentage signed for the cap at the time of the deal and all, like whatever, I, I'm, I, he's not, he's not going to make as much money as PK Subban. No, he's going to make like seven or something like that right. in the end. And, and he deserves more than that. So, you know, I, it's just one of those things where it's like, why bother squeezing like some of your best players? Uh, it's just the way it works. It's, yeah. it's, it's the way, the, it's the way the league does business and it's, you know, continually sort of aggravating but also at the same time like you can you can see you you can see the the thought process to an extent but at some point you know it turns into diminishing returns and you know you mentioned uh you know you mentioned the wedge that it sort of created between Subban and and the Canadians and yeah once that once that's in play then you know things change but you know for the time being I I it's one. It's funny. It seems like one of these will end bad. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, like they'll end up. They'll trade Truba or do something stupid, and it'll just it, it'll just won't work out for them. And it's like at some point, at some point, this this stuff's not going to happen. But then you're like, oh wait, no, it definitely it definitely always will because hockey moves in you know at a glacial pace in terms of I was just mindset change say, that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's you know what are you what are you going to do at the end of the day like. There, these guys. The the good news for the NHL teams is that the what's Johnny Gaudreau going to do? He can't like go play in the KHL, right? right. And he and you know, I, I think I think the cutoff is like December first. If they're not signed by December first, they're just like out for the year. I mean, that, that none of that's going to happen. No, exactly. And, and, and there's not. And and it seems like, frankly, that the level of um. It's that the gap that was there between Montreal and Subban. Um, isn't present with these guys either. So you know, and they're lower profile guys. They're not as they're they're you know not quite not they're not on his level, and they and they and they won't be. So you know the maybe there's less possibility for hurt feelings and and uh, and you know issues with with relations moving forward. And you know these guys sign their deals and move on, and everybody wins. I mean, I think that's certainly a possibility. Yeah. I don't know. It's just one of those things where it is weird, though. It's it's funny that that, that camps are open reported... and, and games games start. You know, whatever. In we're, eight we're, days, gonna, yeah. we're gonna blink and they're gonna be playing real games. Yeah, and, and, and to, you just talking hear... about Johnny Gaudreau, who just put on the show of shows <laughs> at, the, at the at the world at A the World Cup. Sid Caesar, remember he was your show of shows. No, I. No, don't remember. Woody Allen, Carl Ryder. Unfamiliar. Mel Brooks. Um, not, not ringing any bells. Who, who's that? Um, it's, it's amazing to me, by the way, speaking of Woody Allen, like that he continues to get people to sign up for like making Woody Allen stuff. Like He just had I, this Amazon series that is apparently yeah, terrible. Disaster, or whatever it is. Yeah, I... Uh... I don't have any affinity for him at all. Like I, and I, I don't even say that. I, I that's obviously, I as a filmmaker. Like I just don't. I I'm gonna say don't. this. I like the you know, the stuff that's not about him, like crimes and misdemeanors. Um, yeah. I think is really good, but yeah, I mean, I, Annie Hall I think is overrated, and and man, of the of the movies like. 
right, that the, are about Woody Allen. Golden, Woody Allen, like Manhattan, right. is the best one. And by the way, it's the it's the one that's about him having like a relationship with a twelve year old or whatever, however old that girl is in that movie. So, yeah. so I I don't have you know the whole situation strange to me. Like it it is. It's it's very it's very funny that. And again, because the son of a bitch is still making movies every single year. Every year. So it's like, it, or and now there's uh, he's got the Amazon thing and blah blah. Like, like we we have this discussion now every single year. It's like it's time for for the Woody Allen debate where we talk about uh, an artist's personal life versus versus the arts. Like, blah, and it, and it and it happens. Just we're done. And I'm glad it does be, because it's important, but it, it, it's like clockwork now where, where people have to sit around and reckon with the fact that they like Manhattan versus, versus uh, the fact that he is also a child predator. Yes. And it's, you know, the same – I kind of feel the same way about Louis C.K. now with all those allegations and even Roman Polanski, one of my favorite horror movies, is uh, Rosemary's Baby. And every and every Halloween, I'm like, yeah, do I really like? It's it's tough to separate that out. Like watching this, it is. No, it's a that's a personal decision that I think there's something to be said for both sides of it. And I I don't really know how I feel. I, I certainly know that there's a threshold. Uh, yeah, because because what where it the, just stops without a doubt, but. right? What like because what's the cutoff? Because John Lennon horribly abused his wife and children but also the beatles like it's it's tough to say yeah it doesn't make the beatles bad it makes him right. bad maybe but yeah I, it, it 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 definitely is like a very weird question to have to to have to separate out but yeah, it's, I don't... it's not it's not going to stop anytime soon because we're only learning more about celebrities yeah we're only having more celebrities. There's only more forms of art, or whether it's TV or, or whatever. This is this is not a problem that's going to stop getting larger because you're going to have an increased amount of of, uh, of creators on on that end, and we're going to know more about them. So it's going to continually come up, uh, and it's always going to be something we have to reckon with. And you know now, you know whether it's Cosby or Woody Allen or whatever it's it's a little bit retroactive but it's that doesn't mean that you know people are still going to be dirtbags and and talented people are still going to be you know sexually you know just criminally just abhorrent Mm -hmm. so i yeah i don't know it's 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 not going to stop i don't look forward to to that yeah it i don't know i like I'm just not going to watch that Woody Allen show because a Woody Allen show starring Miley Cyrus does not appeal right, to me that anyway. It, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, right. And that's sort of what I what I was getting at when we started talking about it. Like, I don't like that's 100 percent not something that I have to reckon with at all because like I don't want to see that. I there's nothing that would make me if Woody Allen was a saint like that. I, I would <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't watch that show. Yeah, I, I think I think that's a that's a fair way to way to approach it but um oh the the other thing so i guess we'll just get to it now because uh because it we were talking about music and things like that but um remember last week i don't know if if this is what sparked it or what but um we were talking about how 
the late 90s into the early 2000s were a cultural <laughs> wasteland. Yes. And our friend Andrew Berkshire suggested to us, um, you know, we should, the, for the draft this week, we should draft platinum albums. Um, 1996 yes, and 2000. 90, 96 to 2000. So, like, the era we're talking about. <laughs> It is not good. Ooh, no, we went through the list. You can go on the RIAA's website and just, like, you know, filter for all the platinum albums that came out in that time. And there's a lot, there's a lot of them. People were buying a lot of music back then. Yeah, right, and none of it was good. People, (laughs) like, people I've never heard of. Total. There's some some really hilarious. Total. And, like, aside from people that you've never heard of, just, like, bands that just are a, Terrible like artists band. just objectively, objectively awful. Yes. Yeah. Like, so, LFO comes up twice. <laughs> no, and then not, not, that's maybe not, maybe not a great example because they're a boy band, but, like, you know, Lit and stuff like that. Like, I, uh, not, that, not, that Disturbed <laughs> album with Down With The Sickness was a platinum record. Big Bad Voodoo Daddy sold a million records, oh, like I, it, and that's fine. But like, it's just crazy, you know, that a million people wanted to buy a swing record in 1997 or whatever it was. Yeah. So yeah, we uh, we are going to draft platinum records between 1996 and 2000, and uh, sadly, for both of us, Ryan has the first pick because uh, he lost last week yet again. It's true, I did. Um, and, and, so, and again, I, I don't, I don't know that this is the way we've done things. I thought we were alternating, but you know, whatever. Okay, let's put it this way: from now on, this will be the way we do things. Yeah, it's 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 quite a week that you, that you decided to. <laughs> that's but that's fine. Well, and the reason this is so, this is such a big controversy between Sean and I, and it's tearing the show apart, is that uh, like two weeks ago, a little album from 1996 called. Pinkerton by Weezer became a platinum album, and so I am selecting it. It's just total, total horseshit. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing, right? It, so it, if you go on the RIAA's website, um, it shows you the order in which they went platinum. So like yeah. Weezer's, like Pinkerton is the first album yeah. from this era to go platinum in two years. The previous right, and one, it happened, and it happened fifteen minutes ago, or right. whenever, whenever it was. The previous one was Nickel Creek's self-titled album that I don't know. I don't even know what that. I don't is. really know what Nickel Creek is. I have no idea. Are um, they like? Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not even gonna try to. I, I it won't came out March twenty first, two thousand one. And it, between going gold and going platinum, there were it was like twelve and a half years. You could literally tell me that I, I know I know what Nickel Creek is not. Like I know I I know that they're not <laughs> they don't play music that I like. So that 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 rules out that rules out a lot of things. But other than that, like they could be f- literally from any other portion of of the of the world, and I and I and I would uh I, I wouldn't know. Anyways, okay. So you you choose Pinkerton. I sure do. With the first, with the first overall pick, mm-hmm. with my first, with my first pick. Wait, by the way, how many pick. are we doing? Five. Uh, uh, we could do five. Yeah. Yeah, five sounds good because there just is not a lot out there. No. With with my first pick, the second overall pick, I select uh, the color and the shape by the Foo Fighters. Oh, 
damn it. Yeah. That that was my second pick. And that's I think that's one of the like ten best albums of the nineteen nineties, period. That album's it incredible. Went, it went platinum uh a good chunk of time after it came out as well. Really? Because that came out in like ninety six, didn't it? Came out in ninety eight. Nope, ninety seven. Did it really come out? Oh, did it really come out in ninety eight? Man, I'm out, I, I'm came like out my, 90, it came out May twentieth, nineteen ninety seven. Went platinum February twenty sixth. So it took like okay, so it nine months. Okay, not two years. I'm I'm really doughy on on uh on dates. Yeah, so here. that was the other thing where I'm going through this list and I'm like, I guess that oh, came yeah. out like nineteen ninety four. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I was looking like there were like multiple hip hop albums I was looking for where I was like, exactly. this is, yeah, I was looking specifically not... for Wu Tang affiliated records. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, nope, that's 95. That's no. 94. Okay. Well, I guess that's it for me then. Mm-hmm. Um, um, okay. I will write down SG above color in the shape. And with my second pick, it's not my favorite record by this group, but I'm going to pick it anyway. Things fall apart by the roots. Ah, shit. Okay. That's a good pick. I'm, I'm with you there. It's not, it's not my favorite, but it's, it's a strong one. I, I was, uh, I, I would have picked that probably pretty, pretty soon. Um, with my second pick, I take kid a by Radiohead. Yep. That again, not my favorite. So my rationale, I know, was I, not my favorite we, Radiohead album, but, Right, I and I and you, I think I like weird. You have weird, like a weird hang up with Radiohead in general, don't you? Mm, no, not really. I like them. Um, I hated the King of Limbs. Is that maybe what I, you're thinking? I of? think I think lots of people did. Yeah, I, I, I that was one of those ones. I, I I'm not a huge Radiohead fan. I like I, I'm not I'm not going to sit there and listen to King of Limbs until I like it. But no. you know. Um, but, but like, like I love a. in rainbows. I yeah, love... Kid A in, in rainbows. Um, okay, computer to a slightly lesser extent than those two and for me. I really me. like the new one too. Moon yeah, it was cool. it was it was fine. I I think I I think I liked a, a little bit less than than certain other people. But, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Well, I am gonna go a little off the board. Well, no, I'm not gonna do that because you won't pick this record for a million years. So. Um, I guess I'm gonna, I don't, I don't really like my options already. Um, Jay-Z, Reasonable Doubt. (sighs) Shit, that was gonna be my next pick. Again, not my favorite Jay-Z album, but. No, but it's, you know, it's got some, there's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's like a aura surrounding that there's a a historical significance to it that's for sure um what 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 are your thoughts on like jay-z in general oh i think i think uh basically through the black album he was uh he was great and i don't particularly love anything that he's done since and you know i don't even have a lot of time for like it makes me nervous whenever I see that he's that he pops up now. <laughs> I I agree with that. Yeah, I, but like but like you know whatever. I blueprint, blueprint's amazing. Uh, Black album is right. really great. Uh, everything else, I'm kind of not super on board with. Mm-hmm. Um, your opinion? No, I, I I don't know. Like I like Kingdom Come was just so awful. So and, awful. And everything since is you know, even worse blueprint. Somehow. Blueprint three is whatever and. 
Magna Carta, Holy Grail, and blah, 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 blah whatever. I, I, it's, uh, he can do whatever he wants, but I, yeah, of course. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, it's been a long time since I've heard a Jay-Z record that I've loved. Okay, so, uh, my third round pick, um, I'm not going to take this one because I know you definitely won't. But with my third round pick, I'm taking Voodoo by D'Angelo. That's solid. That's solid. I, I yeah, I wasn't going to take it, so that's fine. Um, the one, the one, of the, there's going to be one here that I'm that you definitely wouldn't take. That I'm <laughs> okay. To. Um, now I'm going to pander to our Canadian listeners. And I'm going to pick a record I really like a lot called Clumsy by Our Lady Peace. That's actually – I would not have picked that, but that's a that's a solid that's a solid pick. I really like that record a lot. I, I re-listened to it maybe a year ago for the first time yeah, in quite a while. I, and I was like, damn. I've done that, I've done that periodically too. Record. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think that's a strong pick. Thank you. Um. Now with my fourth fourth pick, uh, Dude Ranch by Blink One Eighty Two. That's gonna get you a lot of votes. I feel like I feel like the people really are gonna be into that. I mean, I look we've we've talked we've talked about this at length. I think it, you know, I uh, I'm a very large fan of pop punk bands of that ilk and mm-hmm. Blink One Eighty Two specifically, and um. I could talk about that f- at length and have, uh, but yeah, that's, I, you know, I realize there's an element of strategy to this because like, I feel like we're continually trying to also pick good stuff in the right place. So we get it before, before the other guy, you sure. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like, but, and I, and it, you were not going to take two drench, but whatever. Absolutely I not. <laughs> right. Um, so for mine, speaking of records that you were never going to take in a million years, um, my final pick is going to be Pantera's Great Southern Trend Kill. Woo! Yeah, that's a good Pantera uh, record. Very, very superficial knowledge of Pantera, I would say. I would imagine that's true. Um, I mean, it's no Cowboys from Hell. It's probably not even Far Beyond Driven, but Great, Great Southern Turn Kills got some good songs on it. So, well, good for you. Thank you. Um, then I guess with my last pick, and this is where stuff like really not super. I I'm really disappointed with like a lot of the hip hop stuff. That's yeah. It re- it really was like a like weirdly that. fallow period. Because yeah, I would like I, Method Man had some records, but they're forgettable. Um, that kind of thing. I don't know. But are you going to pick the Marshall it. Mathers LP? I I seriously thought about it. I I really did. That I, been I a know mistake. that's like you think that's a huh? That would have been a mistake. I don't think it would have been, man. I think I think that he. It's a it, that's a cultural artifact at this point for a lot of different reasons. Sure. But I I, I think. I think that's a justifiable pick. But anyways, I'm going to pick uh, – I choose um, A Tribe Called Quest, Beats, Rhymes, and Life. Mm. It is uh, certainly the 
least of the tribe records. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, but I will, and I almost, I almost took a, I'm, I almost took a, I, I almost took a couple Scarface records. I got, there's 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 a couple other ones that i would maybe think about choosing but yeah i'm i'm comfortable doing that just out of respect for 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 a track called quest i can think of no way no better way to honor the (laughs) the memory of of uh of fife dog than this stupid shit that we do every single week um i i have a i have a a just like i want to talk about some other stuff that was out there that we didn't pick Mm-hmm. Did you have any that were like kind of on your maybe list if I had taken them or, or whatever? Um, yeah. Um, we stuff really starts getting. Yeah, I had as, three as more said, that I was like happy here. taking. I was I, I was thinking about taking uh, Ghostface Killer Iron Man. Um, oh, um, yeah. I I like I, the REM record New Adventures in Hi Fi. My dad liked it a lot, so I listened to that a lot when I was a kid. Um, be here now. The Oasis record. I'm sure there are, are many people who would select that. I am not, not much of an Oasis fan to speak of. Uh, Ben Folds Five, whatever, never, Amen. Of course, I like that a little bit because I was ten, and you know. But yeah, I I couldn't. That wasn't gonna happen. And then there's you know there's the obligatory obligatory like Pearl Jam records like No Code and um. Was one I noticed on the list. Yeah, uh, yield. I actually yields actually pretty. Uh, again, this is my father's influence coming through. But like REM and Pearl Jam and stuff, I you know have a soft spot there. Um, yeah, there's I, stuff gets as I said, it gets thin. It gets thin real fast. Yeah, from the other ones that uh, that I was considering, if you had taken like any of these other ones. Um, Ixnay on the Ombre by The Offspring, which I think is, like, the best Offspring album probably, but that doesn't... I, that's all, like, that is... There's a case to be made for taking stuff like that, but I can't ever honestly imagine listening to that now. Like, I, that has no re-listenability value for me. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I actually re-listened to a couple of Offspring records because I was like, do I, did I ever like The Offspring, like, in retrospect? I and, definitely did, but, like, I... You know, I was yeah. 12. Like I had Americana yeah. and I had Ixnay on yeah. the Ombre and Smash and all that. And then like, I don't know if I ever liked them, liked them, but they're anyway. Um, the other yeah, one, like there's you know like Cake stuff like that. I, Fashion uh, Nuggets a great record. What am I gonna yeah. say? You know, but you know, I definitely liked. I definitely like. I thought about the. I think I I tried. I like kind of like the Deftones because I um thought that I should, and I was like you know, 13, whenever white pony came out or whatever it was. And I, I just, I, it's just not, it's, it's, it doesn't do it for me as a 30 year old human being. Yeah. But like, uh, and there's other stuff. There's so much new limit or new limit. There's so much no limit stuff. There's so many like mystical records and, and silk, the shocker records and stuff like that. And I, I definitely thought about mystical. Um, but like, honestly, that would be like, I don't know. Like I, like I, it, I would be, it would be disingenuous for me to choose a three six mafia record. Here. Sure. Um, the the other ones, this, this is an, a borderline indefensible opinion of mine, but I really like the first system of a down record. Uh, no, I think, I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people do that. I don't, I don't think you're alone there. Okay. Well, I, um, I, 
heard some other stuff that isn't on that first one by them, and I was like, oh boy, this is real. Like, I recently heard it, and I was like, this is embarrassingly bad. Yeah. No, so, it, and it's, it's funny, too, going back through this, because the, the timelines are so... You know, it's it's long enough now where you for, you forget when stuff came out and what stuff didn't co- didn't come out and like the only U two record that's on the list is Pop. Hard <laughs> you know? pass. Yeah, no thanks. Um, like I like I would have totally taken like uh, like I, I the the Counting Crows stuff was like not like just you know bands like that that it was the lesser the lesser Gin Blossoms record. Like I gladly would have taken those, but the, they weren't. They're gl- taking, you know, their better counterparts, but that wasn't that wasn't the choice we had. Right. And then the last one, and I really like this record too, and it it probably would be number six for me is uh, Bob Dylan's "Time Out of Mind," like the last really good Bob Dylan record. Yeah. So. Yeah, I glossed over that. I didn't really notice it on on the list. It was on there. Yeah, very. And then there's other like, I think "Closing Time" by Sem- by Semisonic is a great song. I it think it remains is, a great yeah. song. I think it completely holds up, and I could listen to it right now and you know feel something. But I do I want the Semisonic album? Like, no, you don't. That, that, that was on like cer- no, no, certainly not. <coughs> so yeah. Mighty Mighty Boston's 311, like stuff like that. Stuff I like when I was 11. Like I'm, I don't, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna nor should that you. now. So I'll take T'Angelo and uh, <laughs> what? Else, what? What other? Christ, what other? What other ones did I pick? Kid A. Radiohead. I'm comfortable with 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 this draft. I would have liked to have gotten. There's the, the only one of yours that I don't give a shit about is Pantera's. Mm-hmm. Okay, like I'd, I'd have taken the other ones though, gladly. Yeah, but but I will win this again because uh, I don't I don't think that I true. win them this... all. I won the last one. You didn't win road trip snacks. I don't. Did we vote on that? Was there a vote on that? I don't think there was a vote, but like the consensus. No, nope. doesn't count. <laughs> the polling data was non-scientific, so. <laughs> yeah, it's, this is us. This is we us citing, you know. This is us citing website polls off of Breitbart or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Do you want to head into listener questions here? Yeah. Sure. All righty. Let's pull that up. Okay. Um. Well, this is. It's hard to credit this person because their Twitter name is Twitter. So, Twitter asks, uh, "What is the best backyard game?" Oh, that's great! Thank you. I had okay. So I, I'm not a big cornhole fan. Same. I, for a while in Charlotte, was pretty consistently playing a, a game called Can Jam, and what a you know there's. Beer cans involved, obviously, but but there's also like garbage can kind of sized things. I'm gonna do a terrible job explaining this, so you should just look it up. But it's 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 fun. It involves frisbee and beer, and uh, and trying to throw the frisbees into like basically garbage can sized uh, receptacles. It's it's tons of fun. I also like frisbee. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a horseshoe element to it. I think I like horseshoes. I was at a barbecue yeah. on uh on Sunday where there was horseshoes played, but not. 
like too seriously, so I didn't actually like get up and do it because it was just like some people would throw a thing and then they'd stop for like five minutes. And I was like, well, if we're going to play horseshoes, let's play it. So I didn't. Um, but with that having been said, for me, the answer is Wiffle Ball. I love Wiffle Ball. Too involved. Yeah. Too many rules. Too many people. Uh, yeah, just give me give me can jam. Give me stuff that's like two on two and and uh, something you something where it's easy to drink beers while you do it. Sure. Uh, well, then I guess I'll go to my fallback position of horseshoes. We can all agree, very fun. No, you said wiffle ball, my friend. All right. Well, forget it. Um, so thank you for that question. Our next question. This is one that we got a couple of days ago, and we were both like, "Oh, this is a great question." Oh, actually, one qu- one quick question for you and the listeners: Have you, uh, the, uh, my friend, on on the Facebook invite for the uh, for the barbecue? He said, "Like, can you guys bring some pickies to the barbecue?" And I yeah, I've, he I've never pickles. heard that before. Yeah, that's the craziest term in the world, right? He meant snacks, like chips and pretzels and things. Yeah, like it's not. I've never. That's dumb. That could be some regionalism that I've, I'm unfamiliar with, but no, I've never heard anybody call it that before. Yeah, so I kind of like it. Yeah, I don't hate it, honestly. But I was one of four people to show it's up. It's more with specific a jar than of snacks. Pickles. Oh yeah, you actually brought up a jar. You actually brought a jar of pickles. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's very funny. Okay, that's great. Why? Well, well, that's cool though, because pickles are awesome. Pickles so are awesome, but, and. I ended up bringing home like most of a jar of pickles, and I've just been having them every once in a while. Like, yeah, like like call them call them pickies. Like that's kind of better. It's it's better than snacks because it's like a little bit more specific. Mm-hmm. It's stuff you would. It's, I would imagine it's stuff that you eat out of bowls or off of trays. Like yes, pick, that's exactly correct. Like I like that. I like that term. I don't know if I would start using it, but I I'm I'm fine with I'm fine with it being used. I, well, I just never heard it before, and then we no, all me showed up, like me and three other people showed up with pickles. And, That's really funny. And he was like, "You guys haven't heard this what? word before, and no, and no, and everybody's like, yeah, nobody's heard this word, like huh. you and your mom.' And yeah. and that was it. God, like, God, God bless your friend and his mom because I I'm, I appreciate that uh that being added to the to the arsenal. You you can I'm sure use it with his blessing. He was very mad. Anyway, so uh. To get back to the question that we got that we were very excited about, would you rather be the vi- uh, this is from Tej, and would you rather be the vice president or the first dude? I, the answer, the correct answer, there is only one correct answer, is that I would rather be the first dude. Well, I'd like to be vice president so I can con my way into the White House. <laughs> who is who is that? That was uh, that was House of Cards, man. Never seen it. Oh yeah, he's all the 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 conceit of that show is that he's like trying to weasel his way up to the, be the president, and he's always turn. So what it, the the gimmick of the show is that he's always turning to camera, and like he and he'll just say like some weird colloquialism where he'll be like, "Why wow, it looks like the the ugliest horse in town's been invited to the horse race." <laughs> I is that is that your, like you you choose to be vice president? No, I would I would choose to be the first. Being dude, being but. like I, I I said this on I don't know if this I don't, who 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 asked this but Tej Tej 
I don't know if I don't know if Teach had seen me say this on Twitter like recently, but I said specifically that being the spouse of the president, being the first dude or whatever we're gonna end up calling it. I believe it's first gentleman. Like, for yeah, I know. I I I was I would assume it would technically be first gentleman. That is my dream job. Oh yeah. That is I there is nothing if if you told me what job do you want more than anything, I would say to be the the first gentleman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, fantastic. It you can really be as, you can great. be involved as much or as little as you want, and you don't really have to do anything. I, I'll say this: at this point, I think Michelle Obama set the bar pretty high in terms of do something. Oh, I would never, I would never try, I would never even begin to try to follow that act. Right. I would be very I would be so content just hanging out and like hosting parties at the White House and you know hooping on the court that <laughs> that, that, that Obama built like by myself while while ever it would it's it is literally it suits me in every single way like like it appeals to me in every in every possible way man I gotta I gotta get into that White House movie theater just like JJ Abrams yeah. stopping by with Star Wars episode 14 and you're yes. just like yes my friend here we go you have all the benefits from being from being president very few of the very few of of the drawbacks it is tailor made you, you can be as lazy as you want to be which again very appealing yeah. but also if if you actually want to try to do shit and and be and, and make something of 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 however much time you have there you can do that too it's perfect yeah. there's no pressure you can do whatever you want yeah, like, like I, have, I would for come, sure. I we would, have come to expect so much out out of that job because of because of Michelle Obama, and I would bring it back to rightfully where it should be, and just pick some very like minor minor cause and pay lip service to it. And then other than that, yeah, I would just I would literally I would just chill in the White House in basketball shorts, and <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was just gonna say on the phone. Like, <laughs> All the tabloids, like every week, it would just be first slob at it again, <laughs> like, dude. It, I, I'm, I'm telling you, this is this is amazing. And if there's anybody out there, if there's any uh, any woman out there who has like who upwardly has, mobile, yes, who has serious political ambitions and wants a supportive mate, who mate, <laughs> I'm, I'm all in. Oh man! It, any like any like any any like thirty to thirty five year old women who are thinking about like you know running for school board right now, just just let me know. You're I won't do anything. You're looking to your train your your wagon to the Leslie Nope train here. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. I don't blame you one bit. This sounds awesome. No, like I, I mean, I I would I don't have to settle for president either. If if you want to top out as like. A congressperson or or whatever, like that's cool too. But, yeah. State, but what's again, your cutoff, state senator? No, no, no. It it would need to it would need to be it would need to be At a U.S. Congress. Level, it would be sure. Yes, it and I would I, I I can cook. It'll be fine. I won't do anything. Look, I won't do anything you don't want me to do. Yeah, I will. I will behave myself, but I will also chill <laughs> a whole lot. <laughs> There'd be a lot of appearances Won't have to worry about me. by the first, the first gentleman's shithead friends. <laughs> that would, that, <laughs> yeah, that's possible. But no, I, I seriously, I, it would. A lot that of would my duties would be me booking bands I want to see to play the White House. 
Yeah, like like seriously, like the, the expectations can be so low for 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 that. Like as long as you just don't embarrass yourself and you know whatever, like get caught up in some cheating scandal or or. Oh, I mean, you you, you the impetus to cheat. I mean, you, you booked yourself a golden ticket. Like how how would you? That's, get that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I would have no interest in it. I really wouldn't care. I would just invite other famous like people who like wanted to politically align themselves with. I would just invite them to the White House and just hang out. Like like I like George Clooney would come over and we'd be friends. You'd be great. Yeah. He doesn't have shit to do either. He's he figured it out too because he married a woman who is ten thousand times more smarter and more impressive than correct than he is. And 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 she is so much more important. And he is rapidly entering just like the chill phase of his life I, i'll say i'll say this under a very underrated aspect of that job is like when obama comes to the white house for some thing you can be like and like george w bush is there too and you can be like look at this idiot and obama's like i know right and then you just <laughs> yeah. laugh to each other I'm like, but, but you know what you're an idiot too i got it right well sure but you know I just or or like you can be the the charming guy like yes that's what I'm saying like I it'd be perfect I really feel that I am perfectly suited for this yeah th- this is this is one million percent the dream job so and and then yeah and then you can make like I said you can make fun because if if you if you force Obama to Barack Obama to tell the truth over whether he would rather be president for eight years or or just have Michelle do it. And, and and him, you know, hang out and do whatever. I guarantee you, he he would he would make that same choice. A hundred percent. So you know why? Because it's the correct choice. A hundred percent, it's the correct choice. So again, I've seen Veep. Being the vice president seems horrible. Yes, <laughs> you got to eat yes. a lot of shit in that job. And I am not nearly amb- like because the worst part of that job is that you might have to be president. <laughs> no, the worst part of that job is that you don't get to be president because like you're a career politician who all you've ever wanted to do like is like because you probably run for president if you're vice president. Very few people, you know, are Dick Cheney and they're just like get plucked out of the private sector to right. to do that kind of thing. So, but again, like that's something I like I just have what's we're. Cu- like the mindset is just so wholly different. Like I just couldn't have less ambition to, to run for office. So it's like, you know, I, I could be vice president and, and not, and just, I, I, me personally, I would sit around and cry and like pray to God that not that there wasn't, you know, that air force one didn't crash and that I wouldn't have to actually do the job. Yeah. And that the stress of that alone, like hoping that something bad didn't happen to my boss would, would would make it not worth it. Yeah. So, so. we're in agreement, hanging out on the couch in the, yep. in like, you know, the uh the diplomatic room or whatever and just being like, yes. what are you guys up to today? Want to hang out? And they're like, no, we have actual like we're running the country. Oh, yeah, I just I'd be like, oh, yo, I'm trying to make I'm trying to make paella if you guys <laughs> if you guys are like Okay, well, whatever. Sir, the guys, chefs guys... will make that for you. They're literally like some of the best right. chefs on the planet. Eh, I'm bored. What time is it? Is it Tuesday? I don't know. Hey, honey, I know that you have a phone call with the pre- the the premier of Russia later, but um, I'm gonna go record a podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
Right. Just come like, get me when you're done and we'll have dinner. Like, like you, you know that cord well? for... You know that cord for for my Nintendo sixty four that I couldn't find. Well, I found it, so I plugged it in. Uh, and so, good luck, and I'll just I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. I love you. You're the best. Uh, while you're in North Korea, can you pick me up? Just yeah. like a souvenir. Yeah. And she's like, "Are you and your dumbass friends going to be playing basketball all weekend?" No. <laughs> and meanwhile, like hey. you have your gear bag. Right, I think I, I think I heard Ben's voice over the phone. No, that wasn't him. That was uh, see you in a couple of days. That was uh, Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah, that was Tom Vilsack. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. Next question from Danny: Why are basketball players so much better at trash talk than other pro athletes? Uh. I think part of it is it part of it is a pace, it's the pace of the game. Like there's a lot there is for as fast paced as hoops is there's standing around in close quarters without masks separating your face or, or, or anything like that. I think that's part of it. And then just like playground culture in general. Like you just sit around and talk shit. That's just the way that it goes. And it's yeah. something those guys those guys did those guys uh you know, had to do and got good at. Yeah. And they're also not they're and then there's like other like they're not wearing mouthpieces, they're not wearing they're not wearing face masks. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with all that. Um, the, the the thing that that I, I like about this question is it made me think of a something I saw about um, Kevin Garnett from earlier this week when he announced his retirement. Yeah. Did you did you see this thing about him and Michael Jordan? I've I've. I think I've seen every possible Durant like trash talk story over the years. Yeah. Well, th- this is him getting trash talked. Mm-hmm. So he goes up to Michael Jordan, like first year in the league. He tries to get into the Bulls locker room. The Bull, the, and you know, what what year was Kevin Durant a rookie? Like ninety eight, ninety nine, ninety six, ninety six. Okay, so like the Bulls are still in three peat mode. At this mm-hmm. point, so like they're like, yeah, get lost, kid. We're not letting you into the locker room to meet Michael Jordan. So he goes up to him on the court like during warmups, and he's like, well, you know, like this is KG being a nice young man, and he's like, oh, you know, Mr. Jordan, you had a big influence on me. It's really great to meet you. I'm excited to play against you, whatever. And uh, and MJ turns to him and goes, I already got two sons. Go find someone else to be your father, motherfucker. <laughs> oh my god! And KG's like, so, so then KG's like, oh, he's just, he's just joking around with me, what, whatever. And uh, and he's like, yeah, what, whatever. And and he's like, I don't. And Jordan's like, why are you still talking to me? You don't get to talk to me until you have a ring. You're not the big ticket. You're the bitch ticket. Oh my god! And it's, I mean, that's but no, of course that's what Jordan like. Like right. at, at that point, I, I don't know if it was known just how, just completely. Uh, Jordan was, uh, yeah, just, just, right, but also just brutal and and mean, like, this is years before people knew that he destroyed Kwame Brown's life, and, you know, Um, you know, hit, hit Will Perdue in the head with a basketball and, and, and and all this stuff. So this is, this is, um, the story goes on from there, where after every season, and and who knows how true this is, I hope it's true, after every season, um, Michael Jordan would mail him a card with Lady from Lady and the Tramp on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and just write on the inside, admit one. 
And like every year for <laughs> for like fifteen years, that's why got that's, that in the mail. That's why, and that's where that's where Garnett learned it from, and that's why he was. That's why he's an insane person now. That's why he's. And, a, 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 that's why he was unbelievably brutal and mean for throughout his entire career. Yeah, and and so the, that story ends with, and that's why KG hasn't eaten spaghetti in twenty years. And it's like, oh, I can see, I can totally see that being true, and I can totally see that obviously being, like, you know, a, an unbelievable yeah. topper on a very believable story. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, that's yeah, that's great. And then the other the other fa- super famous Michael Jordan one is that he ruined Muggsy Bogues' career as well. You've heard that one, right? Yeah, right. When he... <laughs> he caught him a midget. And yeah, well, like he, his shot was never the same. Yeah, because it was like in a playoff series, and he's guarding Muggsy Bogues like late in the game in a one point game, and Jordan's just like, "Shoot it, you fucking midget! You're not gonna make the shot anyway." And, and Muggsy Bogues bricked it hard, and later told like whatever. Not even the same. Yeah, later told the coach like that ruined my career. Oh man, brutal. Michael Jordan. Are there more? Uh, yeah, there are more questions. Have you ever, uh, Ned asks, have you ever had a show experience ruined by another concert goer? Yes. Oh, actually, yeah, several. <laughs> yes, also several. The most recently, the most recent that happened was a couple years ago. It was Titus Andronicus was opening for, uh, Lucero. Yep, I went to that and- tour. <laughs> And there were some Lucero fans in the in the crowd where like I was with my sister and and my friend and uh, I, I like I was I was ready to get into a fight like I like like I, I was actually what, what were I, those I, people doing? Um, just being just being super rude and the one dude kept just like he was drunk and just kept like swaying and hitting me and you know yeah nothing super deliberate but there there were just total just you know, half redneck, just assholes. So I, yeah, so I, I had to, my sister needed to calm me down, but it, but it, it completely, it, it ruined my night. I'll say this there for, for mine, uh, the most recent one was, uh, Jeff, the brotherhood. Mm-hmm. And I will literally, because of how bad this experience was, I will never go to another Jeff, the brotherhood show. Yeah. I don't blame you. I, uh, um, Oh God. And then, uh, Win Butler ruined a ruined a uh, Arcade Fire show for me. Like he just was so just totally pretentious and and wait a dickish. minute, the Arcade Fire like, pretentious and dickish? Come on! Oh I, no, it, it was even worse than I than I anticipated it being. Sure. And I went to the show, and I went to the show for free. So I like I wasn't gonna pay to see the to see those guys. It was for the Reflector tour. Mm-hmm. So they try to get people to dress up and fucking tuxedos or whatever it was yeah and i obviously did not do that i dressed like as much of a dirtbag as i possibly could a and then he was just super condescending about to, to everybody he was condescending about about uh about the city because it was just it was it was super super unpleasant i actually got really mad i was tweeting angrily about it and actually had to delete a couple of them because i i sounded like a total unhinged just <laughs> like lunatic like i like i was gonna show up and you know whatever like try try to fight win butler on on the bus yeah 
that um, wasn't my aim. But 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 he really did. He pissed me off, and I I walked out of that show miserable. And then I'm done. I'm done with them completely. Yeah, it, it at that Jeff the Brotherhood show it was like drunk guys, but like two two like college kids who were way too drunk. Um, yeah. And they were the only ones like doing the you know jumping into other people and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was just like, dude, take it easy. And he got right in my face, like. And he was a big guy too, and he was like, uh, he screamed, "Have fun!" Yeah, that's frustrating. And and uh, Pete Blackburn was there with like one of his buddies, and they were like, "Yeah, we saw you. We were like up in the balcony area, so we couldn't like like we weren't down there, but we saw you, and we don't know how you didn't kick that guy in the balls like really hard." <laughs> because yeah, I mean that's that's. The classic one too, like part of part of being a responsible, decent concert goer too, is like understanding what the prevailing kind of vibe of the yes. of the crowd is. And if that's if that's something that's going on, fine. You it, it like you waive your right to be pissed off about it. If if you're the only person at a show who's not doing that sort of shit, but it goes in a direction too, where it's like if if nobody else is doing this stuff, man, just 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 be be cool and. Don't be an asshole. Yeah, and for artists that ruined the show, um, the guitar player from Japan Droids made me like really dislike him. Oh, um, really? That sucks. Yeah, because it was like they. I don't like hearing that one bit. They they had been on tour for like a year and a half, and this was like yeah. third to last show on a year and a half world tour. So yeah. his voice is gone. He's right. they're miserable, and like they had let. At previous shows I'd been to, they had let people um, stage dive and stuff like that. Right. And so, like, this one kid stage dove, but, like, stayed up on the stage two seconds longer than this guy wanted. And he mm-hmm. went off on this rant about, this is my stage and you have to respect it and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, "Yeah, fuck you, dude. Like, grow up. So, yeah, that's that, that sounds like it's... And you got to be careful too, because it's like you catch people on bad nights and like whatever yeah, shit happens. But. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing for me was I was never a big enough Japan Droids fan in yes, the first I, place. Right. See, I, yeah, you're. I'm certainly willing to forgive more than you are there. I think, but like, but but someone like Win Butler, that's like, that's just who he is. He's, yeah, he's a douchebag. He's, he's it's it, he's it's baked into him. Yeah. So you know, this is it was. Just, he literally was like, he was like, he said something to the effect of, he was like, basically like, I grew up in a shitty town like this too, so I'm sure you guys want to leave, <laughs> or or something like that. Like I, I don't know, because I can't. Isn't that so nice of him? Way more obnoxiously about that. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, buddy, you grew up in like wasteland suburban Houston. Like, like I like it here, and a lot of other people do. And like, a. So don't don't compare Pittsburgh to the the Woodlands, Texas, or whatever hellhole he's from. Yeah, and just don't like God Almighty, just don't don't say that sort of sort of shit to people. Yeah, as and I and I again, I walked into that show like with in a bad frame of mind, anyways, because I was conflicted about going at all because I was like these fucking assholes expect us to. They were like dress up in costumes or formal wear, and I was like, "What are you serious? Like, what do you?" The the balls it it takes to do that, yeah. So yeah, but I'm, yeah, I'm pretty much I'm pretty much done with with, with Arcade Fire for the most part. Yep, uh, I was never really in on them, so 
that's no. I mean, like I, I mean, I mean, like, the, like what you're describing is how I took them immediately. Absolutely, and absolutely. I was like, yeah, like, I can't do it. But you know, funeral or funeral, like, like all, all the like the 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 first few records were great, and Reflector was just a jumbled mess. It started going downhill for me on the suburbs, and you know, once the quality of the music isn't quite there to outweigh like how repellent of a human being you are. Like you're going to lose goodwill pretty quickly. Right. Um, and then one last question here from popcorn readier, uh, is what is the most insufferable music act that has been on the radio for a really long time? So like not a band like smash mouth, he says, boy, that's really tough. I don't know if I have a good answer for this ready for, I, it's unequal. We mentioned them earlier. Pearl Jam, I think, is one of the. Yeah, I'm I'm completely fine with Pearl insufferable Jam. Insufferable to me. I don't, I don't understand that. I heard I heard uh, I heard the Disturbed, Sound of Silence cover on the radio, like on the local butt rock station, mm-hmm. and I was just blown away by. Everything about it. The fact, yeah. yeah, just the fact that it existed, the way that it sounded, the fact that it was being played on a on a radio station. Um, oh man, but yeah, like like in terms of consistently terrible, I don't know. Like I, I don't. I mean, like for, for the most part, bands that have like super long shelf lives, like they're at they're at tolerable. Worst, they're, yeah, they're inoffensive because like they can't actively, you know turn people off at, at, at every turn right but yeah all, all that all that sort of that goes back into something we talked about last week just all that all that sort of shit like it's just crazy to me that, that in 2016 disturbed somehow had like a minor radio hit with a cover of a of of a paul simon or what was it simon and garfunkel it was that's just unfathomable to me like they absolutely need to go away and i don't like that people like them or the fact that they're in such a position to have that song exists right now. Yep. Um, so yeah, I guess that is the show for this week. Yep. Um, Thanks for listening as yeah. always. And we'll be back next week and maybe we'll talk more about sports. I don't know. Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. Well, that's it then. We won't have a good week, everybody. Goodbye. See ya.